What about getting play back to the workplace? Does that matter? Is that a thing? Would that make you more inclined to want to work for a company that encouraged play? Would you be more inclined to work for a company that said, we're going to make it fun for you to commute into work? That's me. I think so. We talked to a guest about it earlier on Toronto Today. Now, play in the workplace. I think this is a fascinating thing, and it's very chicken and egg. You want If people want to come back to the workplace or if you want to incentivize people to come back to the workplace, you want some place that's productive that has some fun to it. I will tell you, previous employer, and Gord Rennie knows this, for a while in the hallway by the elevator, there was Table Tennis Fridays, TTF. Right. Absolutely. And you'd see me playing with my former co-host, Andrew Walker, constantly monopolizing. the. We probably should have let up people from other radio stations play. I'll give you that much. Uh, I think it was just you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's it's a great feeling when you can see staff and they're like, wow, it looks like a fun atmosphere. And then, you know, the CEO of the entire company is like you guys again. And you're like, oh, (laughs) damn, (laughs) I do do some work. We are off the clock. Exactly. We had our best show of the week on a Friday. What morning show doesn't? Yeah, it's a great way to blow off some Uh, steam. Yeah. Now, the one time I'll tell a quick story before we we put our guest on the one time now and then you'd hit the ball. It's such a narrow space. And there were six elevators in that spot there. You know the spot really well. And now and then the ping pong uh, ball would get hit into the elevator. And one time. Well, one time it went down with somebody, but also one time, or maybe up, and the door closed and we couldn't get the ball back. And then the other time, uh, legendary, uh, you know, iconic Canadian, Rick Hansen, was wheeling his way out of the elevator, and I hit Rick Hansen with the ball. Oh, you did not. I did. Oh. I, I hit a long shot. It might have, it, it, I, I tried to smash and I missed. And uh, he he thought that was quite funny, but oh. you're like, I just hit the man in motion. <laughs> With the t- <laughs> like in the knee, in the knee, in the knee. Uh, I've got it in in the face. Like you get the, oh. one of those balls in the. Anyway, bottom line is, bottom line is, we got to have more fun in the workplace because it improves productivity. We've got the author right now of the book. It pays to play. How play improves business culture. I advocate this. I agree with this. She's also the founder and CEO of Jam, an adult recreational sports league. Kristen Harold, our guest on. Uh, Toronto today. Can you believe that? Rick Hansen forgave me, Kristen. I'm I'm relieved. Like one of the ten most prominent Canadians of all time, and I'm like, hey, uh, you know, it is a terrible way to make an introduction to somebody is hit them with a ping pong ball. You know, it could it could be far worse. I think that could be actually a great way to make an introduction to someone. You're playing, right? You're playing, and they see that you. You love to play, so that at least you didn't smash the ball at him, which is a good thing. I, I think he just realized I was getting frustrated by losing, and you know we all we've all been there. Um, and and it it speaks to your philosophy, and I bet you had these concepts well before the pandemic. But I would make the case, Kristen, these concepts are more important now than ever. I would I would agree with you, Greg. It. Um, yeah, we we I've been running adult sports leagues for whew, 27 years now. Um, recreational adult sports leagues, Jam, uh, formerly Sport and Social Club, is what pe- a lot of people in the city would know us as. And in the during the pandemic, we had to pivot because we lost 16 months of being able to play um, the adult leagues. As you were talking about the lockdowns earlier, um, we were not allowed to have our leagues operate. So we started connecting corporate teams through play virtual play, um, online, you know, games like Family Feud, Survey Says, um, Scavenger Hunts. Some trivia games got really popular right on Zoom during the pandemic. Yeah. And so we helped a lot of teams, corporate teams all over the world connect through play. And that's what hit me. You know, there are a lot of ways to integrate play 
through in the workplace. We have a ping pong table in our office as well. It gets used a lot. Mm -hmm. I've been known as I've been known for getting a little aggressive behind the ping pong table myself. Um, and but we have a lot of fun and laughs. And I hate it when you hear about places that sort of claim to be really fun workplaces because they have a ping pong table. But when that ping pong table sits and collects dust, that's just not a. I mean, what's the point in having it if you're not going to use it? And to to your point earlier. The, the idea of play in the workplace, um, it doesn't just mean physically in-person play. There are loads of ways to connect your teams through play, whether you're a remote-only company, a hybrid company, you're trying to encourage people back in person. There's so many ways to play, and it doesn't need to be just sports. It doesn't need to be – there's there's lots of ways to have fun and play in the office, and that's, that's sort of what the book is all about and, and the benefits of doing so are – really, really powerful. I worry that it gets pigeonholed, um, Kristen, as sort of a millennial thing, but it isn't. It's like for older employees. And if you've been at a company 15, 20 years, um, you know, variety is the spice of life. You probably remember an year when your company had a softball team or you went out and played beach volleyball a few times in, in the summer on on great days. Those people who are in their 40s and 50s and maybe even early 60s, they probably want that culture brought back. They got to experience. So this isn't all like I know people picture like um, the social network and Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook with Jesse Eisenberg and that kind of work atmosphere. I, I think it crosses generations, don't you? Oh, uh, absolutely. And that's actually the beauty of integrating playfulness into your office culture is it actually does help cross generations. We we had an escape room with our team virtually about a year ago and I got put on a team. I'm the CEO. I got put on a team with one of the interns and I got to know this young person really well by laughing and playing with them for an hour. Um, there are a few other people on the team as well. And it just it really helps break down barriers between between people. And it, the the other thing I think there's a lot of um, misconception around. This isn't about not getting work done. Mm -hmm. This is actually think about recess in grade school. You you took a recess break so you could go back in and and be even more productive um, during the work time. And so it's about you know finding ways to to play throughout your day. Like we have a weekly, uh, sorry, a daily meeting. It's called our daily huddle. And at daily huddle, there are mm -hmm. tons of laughs. And playfulness that occur during the huddle meeting. It's lots of important information gets shared, but then there's actually um, leader's choice at the end. And there's always, always laughter that occurs from that. It's a playful way of communicating. It's a playful way of having a meeting and it happens every single day. So there's so many different ways to include play in the workplace. Um, and, and those breaking down barriers between generations is a really powerful uh, side benefit of that as well. Kristen Harold is our guest. The book is called It Pays to Play, How Play Improves Business Culture. She's also the founder and CEO of Jam. And if you didn't notice, I think surreptitiously, she challenged the 640 Toronto team to a table tennis Davis Cup style yeah. tournament. Um, sometime this, we're going to have to start practicing. The one thing I think of, too, is the idea of if you if we're really talking, digging in and being a good teammate at work, that's been so hard to do virtually. It really has outside of a Zoom call or supporting somebody. The face to face that we get here, integrating ourselves back into each other's lives and stepping up for each other and running to get something for somebody or fixing something technically. You can't do that at home. You can't. I would, uh, we have a lot of our employees who um, during the pandemic moved. I have one of my key employees now lives in Paris, France, another one who lives in Vancouver, someone else in Calgary. This didn't used to be the case before the pandemic, but they are such amazing teammates. And I think the pandemic has shown us 
you can do great work. And we we just brought everyone together for a jamboree. Um, we, you know, we called a jamboree. Obviously, we had the jammy awards at the jamboree. Everyone wore pajamas to the jammy awards. Like that's how you integrate play. You find creative ways to get together when you can. And during when you can't, you know, I don't get to see um, Kent in Paris all the time. But yeah, he can't play I, dodgeball or uh, or beach volleyball. But yeah, you I, there are I, ways. There are ways to integrate exactly. him. Exactly. Sure. And that's where a virtual event, you know, I can connect with him um, every couple of weeks for a, a lunch and laugh and do a really fun have have some laughs together, um, have a recess break over over Zoom. It's very easy to do and and it's really powerful to do so. So there's just there's loads and loads of ways to to do it and that's what the book is all about is, is finding go ahead sorry greg no i was just going to ask if there's data in the book um that documents because i think a survey is one thing christy a poll is another thing and and it's a it's a very very different scenario in terms of absolute practicality to show that there's actually because everybody will say oh i'll sign up for this of course we want this here i'd love a foosball table but you sure. nailed it earlier it's actually doing it and being part of it Yes. So yeah, you know, there are, there is science to back up the power of play. I mean, we, we know, first of all, think about the cost of um, the cost of losing an employee when someone quits uh, because they're miserable in the workplace, it costs, costs like one and a half times their salary to replace them. So um, when you create friendships within the workplace, bonds and connections, people are more apt to stay. So you're going to be saving their savings um, huge, huge savings because of if you can improve your retention and loyalty. But then further to that, the Mayo Clinic has done studies that prove um, when you cannot combine play with your exercise, it adds 20% longevity to your life. Meaning if you can play soccer mm -hmm. or basketball or tennis, instead of just going to the gym and running on the treadmill, the social mental health benefit you get from connecting through play and combining your exercise with those social connections, it is incredibly powerful. So yeah, like when you, your corporate yeah. team, maybe you're all working remotely, sign up for an, for a once a week dodgeball team in whatever city you're in. They exist all over North America, sports leagues like ours, get your team seeing each other in person, even if they're not seeing each other in the office, because that will help with the strength and the friendships and the connections by playing yeah. softball together once a week. It's an amazing concept. I think teamwork's rather contagious. Uh, and then, yeah. like you said, it'll it'll go from playing beach volleyball or, or something similar right into the workplace. You can go to uh, jamsports.com, find out more about what Christy does there. And her book is called It Pays to Play, How Play Improves Business Culture. Uh, Christy Harold, thanks so much. Let's, let's chat again about this. Appreciate it. I appreciate your time.